0: To me, the goal is not forgiveness. The goal is freedom. The freedom is found in forgiveness.
1: Welcome to the Fully Alive Man podcast. This is a podcast to help men to become fully alive by doing life together. I am here with Lee Rogers, my co-host, the director of men's groups at North Point Community Church, and today that clip you just heard is our guest, Mark Goodman, who has a ministry and a passion around forgiveness. And if you're like me, that's a confusing topic. What does forgiveness mean? What do I do with that? Why? We're going to go to the source that I
2: go to, Mark Goodman today. It's gonna be fun. Oh, yeah, Robbie. This is gonna be a good win. I'm super excited. Ma- to- and, and by the way,
1: Mark is a leader here. He he is involved in the ministries of North Point, men's groups, Mary Groups. He's led LDG, he's been through LDG, and he has a ministry that he started on the side, like he started about 18 things on the side That's in his right. life. He might be the most interesting man I've ever met in my life. He or crazy or brilliant you guys or
2: genius are gonna love this guy. You
1: will meet him. Let's bring him on. Welcome to the show, the podcast, Mark Goodman. This is an honor. Hey guys, this is my honor to be here with you. This is gonna be fun. So, um, I want to start by a general, a little bit light question. What is something somebody's done to you in the past caused offense that felt like a major deal, but hindsight's like, hey, eh, it wasn't that big of a deal.
2: Yeah.
1: That's a
0: Anything great come question. to mind? Hey, listen, I got one right off the bat. Come and on. The, oh, that is 17, 18 years old. Lisa Johnson. Okay. <laughs> Madly in love with her. I bought her a pre-engagement ring. You know, you look through that little uh that little eyeglass yep. at the jeweler, don't oh, you yeah. get to see oh, the yeah. quality. I mean, you had to look at that just rings. to be able to see the diamond. <laughs> Forget the quality of it. Right? And she broke up with me and, and I thought the life oh. life was over. And and Lisa Johnson, if you're listening, and you we're good now, okay? I've forgiven you. Okay. <laughs> That
1: That's amazing. awesome That's awesome. So I was in North Carolina, built my first house that I ever owned, and it was in a subdivision with Tom, who was the president of the HOA. He was semi-retired, and every day walked by the construction site. And at the end, I I learned from the inspector that he had made over thirty calls to the to the building inspector oh to complain about the project, and. I almost got in a fight with a 60-year-old. I mean, just I. had it took me years to figure out what forgiveness looks like. And it was over an HOA guy who was just a thorn in my side. But it was amazing. like
2: crazy angry. I, I was also thinking of a landlord situation. This guy, he was like buddy-buddy with us. And um, me and two other dudes lived in this house. We lived there for a year. And we had a $1,000 deposit that we had put in <laughs> yep. this house. And at the end... Um, he found that we literally had turned on the fireplace once uh. and says we didn't have it professionally cleaned, so he needed to keep the thousand dollars. Oh. I hated that guy. I was so you mad. You still hate that but guy? I was so be honest. I'm still bitter.
1: We're going to spend the next thirty minutes helping Lee <laughs> Absolutely. absolutely. this is real. Out. This is a counseling
0: I need to session. This is you know a big what? deal. You, you, let's take it right down to the Bible, okay? All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Peter and Jesus were driving down four hundred. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And they were driving in a Honda, right? We know that because Jesus and his disciples were all in one accord. It says elsewhere in the that Bible. That is amazing. But they're driving down, and an Alexis cuts them off seven times, seven mm. times. And Peter turns to him and says, hey, Jesus, how about it? How I've forgiven times? him seven times. And Jesus says, no, 70 times times seven yeah Uh, so yeah it's brutal what you guys went through with the landlord situations
2: uh, it's brutal lee wants to kill the guy after one One. not let alone alone seven seven or seventy times (laughs) seven i'll be honest like i i dealt with it i sucked it up my cousin he's not the same really he's got a little just a little bit of redneck in him and uh he wanted to let this joker have it so yeah he he stayed after it for a while never did any good but he stayed (laughs) after it for a while
1: all right, y'all. So Mark, as you can tell from the couple minutes already into this, has thought a couple minutes about forgiveness. He's wrestled <laughs> with it. I think a lot of this stems from Mark's story. So I wanted to start by just hearing about your story. Give us kind of a run-through, high-level um, on things that have shaped and impacted you in regards to this message that you're so passionate about absolutely
0: I would I would love to because so much when we talk about forgiveness it's in a big picture right faith and hope and forgiveness mm-hmm. and and so today I want to dive right down to the deep end and a big part of my story tells why I like to deep go deep into this and right into the deep end mm-hmm. and so much of this I kept quiet most of my life I woke up in the morning and this Right? Uh, Lynch likes to say, put that mask on and how exhausting it was. Because, wow. see, as a teenager, I lived homeless on the streets of LA, uh, eating out of dumpsters, soup lines, but it was still better than what I had growing up in Detroit mm. with my three older brothers and a father who was alcoholic, abusive. My dad would physically, physically abusive. He would, my oldest brother, he would beat him till he was unconscious with his fist but my dad also was sexually abusive. My dad sexually abused my brothers. Mm. So I grew up in, it, it was just a, it was a dangerous place. Mm. To, to be out on the streets of LA, it was actually safer. Mm. And it was more fun, wow. and it was comfortable. And it was good all of a sudden. So I have actually got great memories. And if anybody listening needs to know the art of eating out of a dumpster, <laughs> come see me. You'll get my information later on. There is an R to how it. How okay? to be homeless. Is that, to be homeless is, that is that why
1: one of your side hustles now is a personal chef? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and <laughs> and swan, it which Swans. makes no sense, right? Gosh.
0: Because I've traveled traveled the world since, and I've I can honestly say I've dined with kings and I've dined out of dumpsters and everything in between. It's been wow. one wild ride. Wow!
1: Now that's a high level run through. So I've got I've got a couple questions about it, but the sure. gist of it is significant abuse. In That's the good. home That's with siblings to the point, when did you leave that to get into a safe environment of homelessness on the streets of L.A.?
0: Right out of high school. Gradu- I was able to graduate high school, but it was right after that. One of my brothers and I said, we got to get out of here. Huh. And from Detroit, we went to California via New York with $300 in our pocket and a little VW wow. and ended up uh, for the next year and the streets of L.A. A full year living a on the streets. A full year. And then I managed to avoid all the sexual abuse that was happening in the home. I decided I'm going to hitchhike back home from L.A. to Detroit. Mm. I hitchhike after a year and I get stopped in Cheyenne, Wyoming and was sexually abused by a cowboy uh, at that point. No cell phone. Nobody knew where I was. They wouldn't even know where to look for the body, let alone find it. Wow. And so how do you deal with all that, right? And you can stay bitter with it and keep it quiet and bottle up. Did you? absolutely a good portion of it and for the longest time and i ended up in a group where the first guy up we love to tell our stories right we you talk about all the time about the importance about being transparent and transparency breeds transparency yeah and the first guy up told his story and he just threw up all over the place right here it is i thought how great is that and i want to do that So I came home to my wife and said, before in our couples group, before you hear this stuff in somebody else's living room for the first time, sit down. She hadn't even heard it. Wow. And I not shared it with anybody. I kept it quiet inside. Now I told bits and parts about what happened, almost like a reporter would tell the story, but not what really went on, Mm. how I felt about it. It wasn't until just a couple years ago I even told about the story about Wyoming. I kept Mm. that and it bottled up until the very last. Now I'm an open book, here it is. So when I talk about wow. forgiveness in the deep end, to me the goal is not forgiveness. The goal is freedom. The freedom is found in forgiveness. So the longest time, even through my Christian life, I was so thankful for God because he made me so strong. Look at my backpack, do you know what I'm carrying? Do you mm. know what I've been through? Isn't God great, he made me so strong that I can carry all this mm. crap? How, how awful is that? And then once I learned that I don't have to carry it, I'd have a choice. I can forgive and I can let go of that.
1: All my relationships changed. Life got great and it became beautiful. It's amazing. So so you are saying you had a sense of pride about your ability to carry this backpack full of stuff, which showed that you were strong, was the antithesis of the freedom and life that came from when you didn't carry that anymore?
0: That, that's correct. And so many of the guys that are listening to this right now are carrying around a backpack, right? What, what's their in the own backpack? backpack? It can be a divorce. It can be a divorce their parents went through. They still haven't forgiven. It's still bitterness. It can be a child custody case. Uh, case. That uh, business partner that, that screwed you
2: over on that deal. Landlord. Mm-hmm. The landlord. I'm just saying. It, it is, uh, you know, but hey, even more so... Abuse as a child, sexual or physical or otherwise neglect. That's correct. There's there's really four forms of abuse as a child. You have you have the physical,
0: emotional, sexual, and one of just omission, and that is neglect, just being wow. left alone, huh. right? And one out of six men, one out of six have been sexually abused by the age of 18. How many do you know in your groups that are talking about that, Yeah, right? And that are holding on to that. And that's just one of the four. And that's just of one of the four holding on to that not only causes problems now but it causes that wound of unforgiveness that we'll be talking more about affects all the
1: relationships so in this backpack that for decades you saw as a source of strength of your strength of how strong you are that was past stuff but also current stuff now what what if i'm closet vices or the percentage of guys that are looking at porn on a, on a routine, weekly, monthly basis now. Is that in there, too? I mean, carrying and bottling all this stuff? Absolutely.
0: And, and from a psychological point of view, less from a Christian point of view, all the numbers are there. Yep. The the uh, echo effect that comes after that, that often they become abusers themselves, mm. suicide, right? Mm-hmm. In, in that case, my three older brothers, one of them was angry his whole life. I, the day he died, I barely knew him. Wow. The, my brother who went out there with me, the closest one, closest in age to me, is, is paranoid schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. I've taken, helped take care of him the most of my life, and he won't take his meds because it takes him right back, it clears his mind to age 12, the things my dad was doing to him. Jeez. Wow. And my middle brother in 1986 called me while I was in the process of taking his own life, and he took his own life while on the phone with me.
3: Oh, oh my goodness. goodness.
0: The effect that comes behind that, the train wreck that's left behind in some of this items, these items are enormous. And for the, everybody that's listening, it, it may not be that big for you as far as you know. comparing the stories, but just holding on to that anger. How
1: about this line? I forgave them, but if their house burned down, it would serve them right. Sure. Yeah, right? Sure. I, I can't even get my head around the amount of um, experiences, trauma, wounds, and, and how much you would be carrying that. But what person, I, I mean, I'm assuming... Every single one of us has a backpack of things we have been through or are going through that we carry around, that we don't share, that leads to shame or bitterness or embarrassment. I mean, what, 100 out of 100 guys have the things in our pack that we're carrying around that we act like it's strength to be able to deal with, not, you know, we we just have managed it and people don't need to know or it's embarrassing or whatever that looks like. I and mean, that's all of us to, to not to that degree, but and in different ways, it shows itself.
0: Let's look at four different ways. Okay. Something that somebody did might look what my dad did to me, okay, okay, something that I did to somebody else. Oh, I can't believe I oh, I can't believe I did that. What we've done to ourselves, trying to forgive ourselves. I, I can't believe I spent so many years in addiction or whatever it might be. And here's a fourth one that very few people like to talk about, forgiving God. Mm. Forgiven. We talk about God forgiving us, but God, how could you take my
1: child at such a young age? Mm. Hold on. You're, you're, you're faster and smarter than I am. I, n- I need to get my head around this. So 100 out of 100 have things in our backpack from four different types of abuse, what's happened, what's currently happening, what we're doing, what we're not proud of. We carry it as a source of strength, which prevents us from being able to deal with it and dealing with it. A key component of that is forgiveness. And there's four components of forgiveness, categories where I need to forgive someone for something they did to me. I need to forgive myself for something I've done to somebody else. And then I need to forgive myself for something I've done to myself. That's great. And I need to forgive God for something that he didn't show up. He didn't protect right. me. And so I'm right. angry at God.
3: You, you, you yeah, see that
1: wild.
0: often You see that often when with death. I can't believe bad things happen to good people. Uh, that's How good. could God do that? I haven't forgiven him. I haven't forgiven God. I remember when my brother passed away, I went through two years of anger against God. God, how could you do that to my brother, allow that to happen after all that he's been through to this point?
1: What Mm -hmm. what does this even mean to you in these these ways? Give me handles around what this means to do in these four components. Well, all of this, as you said, is 100 out of 100.
0: Okay. Right. And it is first of all, it just starts with that willingness to even to open that up and even to look at that and say, yes, this is real. It may not be my dad was a sexual abuser, but it, it is those other items it's still hanging on to. Mm. or just forgiving ourselves. Whatever that aspect is, mm. it still is putting a barrier around that causes problems in other relationships. I like to talk about the wound of unforgiveness Hmm. just like any wound that doesn't get healed as soon as you leave that out it causes new problems it in an infection the wound of unforgiveness affects and infects all our relationships including that with jesus christ Uh, let me say that again the wound of unforgiveness affects and infects all our relationships why do we not forgive people it doesn't come natural and besides they don't deserve it I sit down with people in, in, in often in coffee shops, right? And they sit there and share, often with their first time ever, I've never told anybody, but bleh, and yeah. they throw up on the table, right? And they say, they don't deserve it. And my reaction is, you're right, they don't. You shouldn't forgive. I totally agree with you, they don't earn it. Mm. How's that working out for you? Mm. How's that doing for you? Mm. Holding on to that. See, the thing is, is forgiveness is only one side of a two-side transaction. Mm. It's only one part. As soon as it becomes subject to somebody else, subject to their apology, subject to their doing something, subject to their paying back that debt, it can never be paid back. We're talking about a debt. What could my dad ever do or say when he was an adult that would ever pay back getting my brother back or the things that happened? What could he have done or said?
3: Mm.
1: Nothing. 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 It's a debt. That can't be paid back. So your side is the only thing you control. See, so it's the
0: only thing a control debt that's forgiven. Is that side of that transaction, of that two part transaction it has nothing to do with their apology. Often they're out of your life or if they passed away, even if they're still in your life. As soon as it becomes subject to them, if if only they would fill in the blank, then I could then you don't
1: understand what forgiveness is all about. Hmm. So, so it's a two-part transaction, and we're talking about forgiveness for the things that I'm carrying around to be freed from those. My part is the forgiveness part.
0: My part is forgiveness,
1: and what does that mean in my heart? What does that look like? To be able to do that to somebody or to God or to myself, we'll get
0: there. We we will get there. Gosh, I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna take you there, one step at a time. This is huge.
1: Hold on, guys. If I need a minute, you guys might need a minute for a little section we like to call. (laughs)
2: man Man hacks.
1: hacks. All right, Lee. A man hack is a tip or a trick to help you to become a better man. What you got for us
2: today? All right. This is a man hack I have for today. And it seems pretty simple, but it works really well for me. A lot of guys probably already do this. I will tell you, my phone is always in my left pocket and my keys are always in my right pocket. Like no matter... When I put my my pants on, no matter what, when I get ready to leave the house, I always have those two things in the same pockets. I never change them. That way, I, I forget a lot less. I'm much less likely really? to forget because I have that habit. A- and if my left pocket's empty, then I know my phone's missing. If my right pocket's empty, I don't know where my keys are. <laughs> this is a huge man hack for me. <laughs> no. Wow. Yeah, this is real.
1: Oh, man, I need to get a good one to balance out that one.
0: I will never look at you the same way. I'll always be thinking about the keys and (laughs) the You'll know what's
1: up. All right, Mark, what you got for us today? Hey, listen,
0: I love cooking, okay? For a guy who ate out of dumpsters, I am a gourmet (laughs) chef, which makes absolutely no sense at all. I've eaten
2: your cooking before, and it's wonderful. Come on. Dude, thank you
0: very much. So a lot of my hacks have to do with cooking. Guys, it's amazing how many different hacks you can do in gourmet cooking to make your wife a four or course gourmet meal that's very easy, and trust me, you will feel fully alive afterwards <laughs> if you do that. Okay, <laughs> I love but it. But the simple one I have for you guys today is: uh it's summertime, it's rose time. So rather than using ice cubes, I put frozen gra- grapes, frozen grapes in there instead of ice cubes. For ice coffee, down? it doesn't water down. For ice coffee, when we're done with coffee, put it in ice cube trays and then drop those coffee cubes in with the coffee and it doesn't water it down so there's my man hex that's genius
2: that's amazing that is genius all right robbie what do you got all
1: right mine's a little different uh here's a tip for a party trick or to be a super dad four square is the most beautiful game ever created (laughs) four square square, okay (laughs) take duct tape put a little 10 foot by 10 foot square with a t in the middle. Old school Foursquare. Go buy a $5 oh. kickball from Walmart. There you bring go. that to your Love next grown-up party.
2: Play four a Square. A little
1: duct tape and a little kickball. You can put that in inside, outside. You'll be the hero. Everybody will be laughing. Or just bring it home this weekend with your kids, and they'll think you're awesome. That's it for this section we like to call
2: <laughs> Man, Man Hacks.
1: Hacks. All right. You left us hanging, Mark talking about this thing of forgiveness what it looks like as a part of equation that I can control and that I can do to deal with these things in the backpack what does this look like in me? and mean give me handles around this
0: right and, and that really comes down to the core question right why why should I forgive someone who took something from me right uh, why bring it back up when it happened so long ago mm. right? So it gets into the why. And what do I do with that? Hmm. So really, the goal is not the is not the forgiveness. We're going to drop the other F word here, okay? Hmm. And that is freedom. Man. It's all about the freedom. Okay. So look, for anybody remember or not, a year ago last November here at North Point put on a why forgiveness event with Elizabeth Smart. Yep. And those who remember Elizabeth Smart's story, 15 years or so, she was abducted for nine months at the age of 14 and just really, really bad things every single day during those nine months. Yep. But was amazing is their parents, the very morning that next morning that she was finally at home said, we are going to start forgiving and releasing you. mm with pure genius. As everybody talks about Elizabeth, I finally got to meet, I got sat on a pedal with her dad, Ed, hmm. and I finally got to compliment it. As a parent, you mess with me, that's one thing. You mess with my kid, oh, yeah. not only I want you to die, I want to be slow, right? For them to say, I love our daughter so much that I want her to be free from the chains of being a victim, that as long as she is unforgiving, she'll always be the victim, and she will no longer be free until we can release them and no longer be bound by them and through forgiveness.
1: So forgiveness is the way to experience freedom when hurt has been done to us, when we've done it to ourselves, when we've hurt others or where we feel hurt. Absolutely. To be free of that instead of carrying around my pack, that's why I forgive.
0: Let's look at that balance sheet. As long as somebody owes you that debt, you're always going to be upset that they owe you, they owe you, they owe you, they owe you. Right? Huh. And until you can clear that debt off, that can never be repaid. Remember we talked about that earlier. Mm. How are you gonna repay for some of these other items or it happened so much in the past, you can't. And until you clear that debt off and it has nothing to do, even people come to me and say, well, I forgave them, I want to go tell them. No, it go, now you're going back, it's about them, it's not about them, it's about huh. you, don't even tell them. Huh. This is, and even if it helps you, Think of it as a selfish act. Think about forgiveness as a selfish act. I'm
1: doing it only for me, if that helps. What if I, can't, so I, the other F word is forgive. Forgive and forget. What, what do you think about that? Like, I, oh, I'm going to forgive him means I'm going to forget about it. That's what I tried to do. I couldn't do. What, why could I not forgive my HOA guy for so long? I was trying to forget about it, reframe it, say it's not as important. What, why was I so stuck? In that high level sweep,
0: doing that high level sweep that, you know, that overall piece, I'm just going to forgive and forget. And you know what happens is we don't actually forget that whole thing about forgive and forget. It's a lie. Mm. We've been told a to lie. Mm. <laughs> okay. Somewhere, you know, this keep coming back. When it comes back, you can say, I can remind myself that, Oh yeah, I forgave that. I don't have to hold on to that, but you're never going to forget it. Well, how am I ever going to forget the things that my
1: dad did? So what does that look like in my, so, so you're saying the key to forgiving is to realize it's my part of the equation. I can look at it selfishly and say, it is for freedom. It's for freedom. That I want to forgive. That is
0: correct. And so I am going to f- clear that debt off. Now, when we're looking at that, how do, what does that look like? Yeah. You yeah. have to take an accounting. I can't, if I'm taking
1: a big sweep onto it and say that what happened to me before, I just forget. It. No, it can be painful. Okay. So, so how would I do that with Tom? Let's say I still haven't fully forgiven him for being so just annoying. Hypothetically, as, hypothetically, as the president of the HOA.
0: That's correct. Let's think about this. A crime has been committed. He took something from you. Yep. Okay? So it's first of all, it's acceptance to say a crime has been committed. I'm going to do something about it. I'm picking up the phone. I'm calling somebody. Yep. I'm calling 911. I'm willing to let yep. this process begin. Yep. We're going to open up an investigation. Now it's this like is where it can acknowledging
2: get. Acknowledging the real. Acknowledging
0: the real, right? And I'm going to do something about it. Instead of just sweep, trying to forget in a big sweep, I forgave him and yes. sweep this under so the rug. He the did truth. this.
1: This made me feel. This is what he took from. This is what he caused me. This is. I'm going to make a call. But I'm going to be aware of what was done. And
0: back to even to the wound of
1: unforgiveness, your distrust of other people within that industry
0: and, and other relationship issues and all these other items that I came along with it. I haven't in that. HOA since.
1: I avoid them like the plague. I won't. So
0: it affects and infects it affects. other parts right. and relationships Gosh. in your
1: life. Keep going. This is helpful. Okay. <laughs> I'm working
0: through this. So you make the call and say, I'm willing, I'm willing to finally do something about it. Now, second part, we're going to open up an investigation. Now, this is where it gets ugly where it be, or in an accounting of it. Hmm. So I went back in my situation. I went back and got a hold of family members and my old friends and, and as a as a child. Hmm tell me all that, what all that really happened. And I found things that I had forgotten about or didn't really know about it and it got ugly and it became very, very painful. Mm. But I realized that if I'm gonna forgive my dad, I gotta have a full accounting and realize if I'm putting down on the piece of paper what I'm gonna, what debt I'm gonna forgive, Mm. I'm gonna be specific
1: and I'm gonna know what that debt is. That's good.
0: That's, That's good. hard.
2: We can't forgive it if we hard. don't know what it it's is. It's
1: very hard. All right, so you really dig in and go, this is what was this done. This is and what,
0: this is, and it's real, and it makes it real, and going to God, going vertical with it and saying, God, this is this is really real. This yep. this is pain. This yep. hurts. Yep. Then what? Okay, now we're going to have a court case. So now it's going to go to court, and here's the sad part and could be the tough part. It's just like you're presenting your prosecution of this person, they're allowed a defense. Mm. So you gotta be willing to look at the other side. What my dad, you know what, my dad was abused as a child. My dad was on the first day in Okinawa where he saw 3,000 men killed and the first day. He saw stuff that we can't even imagine, mm. and he came back full of anger mm. from all his past. Doesn't make it right, mm. but a little bit of an understanding. And then we have a judge, and here's the difference between being the beauty about being a Christian, guys. Is we no longer have to be stick around with it being the judge jury, jury right? Mm. We can give it up to God. We can allow what He, they got to identify, they got to answer to God, right? L- yep. Look at uh, Romans uh, 12, 17, 19. Yep. Look it up. I'm going to leave it at that. Romans 12, 17, and 19. Okay. If you're struggling with that, look that up and it's saying, I don't have to be the judge and jury. They got to deal with somebody higher up than that. Huh. Now, then we find guilty. It's not innocent, guys. There's a price to be paid for what's happened. Yep. I don't have to be the one, the judge and jury. For the sentencing, I release it. It's been real, I put it out there, and I forgive, and I want what's best for them now at this point, and I no longer have to hold on to this. Their credit sucks, mm. okay? Just because you forgive the debt doesn't mean sure. you gotta have a relationship, right? You ripped me off for twenty thousand. That's I'm a not great ca- analogy. I'm, your your credit rating is a one hundred and fifty. Yep. Now one day we may have a relationship. Yep. But it's going to take some time,
1: and you, you probably rebuild won't that lend me money score. again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you invest elsewhere. Doesn't yeah, mean we you have you to be best invest- friends. I'm investing relationally elsewhere, dude. Just in you talking about that judge, I realized with my situation with Tom. I think for years I didn't do those last steps. It took me years of anger against the HOA president for being annoying because I didn't put myself in his shoes. I didn't want to go there because it was all about him and justifying my own anger and frustration. I didn't put myself in, didn't allow my heart to hear his defense. And then the biggest thing, as you were talking about that, is going, and then letting the judge Make the call and be the judge. It's like, no, I want to do that. I want to see. I through. want to stick around. It's really good. And man, Jesus is like, in all through Scripture, he's going, "Do not judge. Let me take care of it. I will be just." And you trying to do that and feeling like you need to do that, just in processing that and hearing that
2: analogy, even just is thinking light. about that process feels like a movement toward closure and freedom.
1: And freedom and lightness. Mm -hmm. And why is everything in me not want to do that while I'm in the middle of it?
2: What's the final step? Is there a final
0: step? Final step is being open about it. Because what'll happen here, here's a lot of good news there that there's hope, right? And Uh forgiveness can bring hope to open that up. The bad news is, is you don't forget. There is no finish line. It's going to want to creep back. Sure. There are days where just come back and say, oh my goodness, my life would be so much different and I were actually raised in a nice right. Alpharetta home with good Christian right. parents and how much different my life... And then it catches. and I'm starting to feel sorry for myself. it always come, it'll want to come back and you just got to stop it. So the more that you're open to share it with other guys, mm. the less you're allowed to stay in the dark mm. and allow it to come back into your life again.
1: So as maintaining health and pursuing health, staying open about what's been done, what's happened, where my heart is in relation to it with others will help me to continue to trust God to be the judge. That
0: is correct. And so here, even with my story that I kept quiet and didn't tell anybody, now I'm willing to be open to tell anybody and everybody about it. And if I may share about my dad, yeah, my dad, the same uh, same guy that we were talking about, at age 65, turned his life over to the Lord. Oh, wow. My dad turned, the last 23 years of his life, turned into one of the most wonderful, loving, godly men you have ever met. If you were here today with me, you wouldn't have believed my story because I met this guy. There's no way this guy matches this story. Wow. My dad's story is a story of forgiveness as well, that you're never too old, you've never done too much bad to find God's redemption, grace, and forgiveness.
2: Wow. Well, that's that the gospel huge. guys. That is the gospel. Jeez. Mark, let me just ask, I mean for guys in groups and and guys are, you know, listening to this right now or hopefully at some point listening to it in a group, thinking about um, where they may not have forgiveness or where they may be holding on to that backpack. What is the first smallest baby step that they can take. That's a great question is starting
0: off with like so many of these is a willingness just to do something about it. Mm. It's been sitting in there for so long. Why do I open that? Why am I going to open up that backpack? Right. And see, it affects these, all the relationships. Let me tell you about my, remember I was saying sitting in that Uh, In the kitchen with my wife and Sharon for the first time. Oh yeah, our relationship has exploded. Mm. So much better. My relationships with my family. uh, So many. She say, "You need some good guy Christian friends." Now she's like, "Mark, slow down. Enough is enough." Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's all. So maybe
2: identifying what's in that backpack. What's in that backpack, and and say, "I want to do something about it." And what are the feelings connected to?
0: And the byproduct of, I'm tired of the wound of forgiveness. How many other, oh, you're holding back or other relationships or yeah. or they need you on it. You would be great on an HOA, sir. Nope. nope.
1: Sorry. <laughs> too far. We'll get through that Let's process and maybe. It's entirely too soon.
2: <laughs> We've only yeah. just been through this.
0: <laughs> so I offer to all the guys that are in groups, just like you would do a group message that you would have a little video and then you break off into groups and talk about it. Yep. I'm offering my services as 70 times 7 in ministries to come, there's absolutely no charge for it, come to your group, talk about it, a subject, talk about the forgiveness, and then open it up in the group and challenge you individually on in how to do this. Mark, so as, you, as
1: you are an endless array of energy and how many things you do, let's say hypothetically, which is your generosity to come to every group out That's there great. to, to you
2: process just this. this podcast. Yes, you
1: Bob Goffed this podcast. <laughs> And 70x7 is the ministry that you started around forgiveness, and is it 70x7.org? That's great. Just like the number 70x7.org. Okay, Okay. so guys can find stuff there. They can learn
2: more there, but— They'll find an email address or contact or something. That is correct. If
1: you—let's say you're doing one of your 18 things that you do on the night that they meet— what would you encourage a guy's group to do if they listen to this and they bring this to their group? Since a hundred out of a hundred guys struggle with this, what does what would you recommend a guy's group or a married group do with this to have a conversation around forgiveness?
0: Is whether it be in the group or just to one other guy, I'd challenge you to say, I've never told anybody but. Yep. I've never told anybody but finish that sentence. Yep. What is it you're holding on to? Right? that is still hanging on. That's causing pain, shame, blame. Yep. That's still holding on to it. I've never told anybody, but if you can start off with that and challenge each other, then that's the first start. And then a willingness to say, I'm willing now to call 911 about it. I'm willing in order to have an investigation and look at this deeper to figure out an accounting so I can wipe this off. So I can finally be free of this once again.
1: That is awesome. So we, we talk about questions in a men's group, Mary group, what what does this mean for me personally? What am I going to do about it and how can we help? So if you're listening, the question it sounds like is, what does this mean for me personally? That's the hard work to be open enough to go, this is something I'm carrying that I have blame, shame, or pain around that's been done to me, I've done to someone, done to myself, that I'm blaming God for. This is how it makes me feel, um, and I'm angry, I have blame, I have pain. And do I desire freedom enough to trust one other person or my group or whoever with this? Do I want freedom, and do I want to stop carrying this around enough to trust somebody and go, you know what, I have no clue what to do with this, but I just wanted to share with you, I probably haven't told anybody this in my life, but this happened, I did this, and it feels crappy, and I don't know what to do with it.
0: Absolutely, and Robbie and Lee, is as we look at that, as we open up and willing to look at that, remember this, that as long as you feel cheated or you're owed, yep. the pain will always remain. It will always remain. But as soon as you're willing to forgive that debt, the healing begins.
1: Gold. That is gold. Guys, we might as well pursue freedom. and and if we can do this and and unpack these principles and have the courage as men and support each other in that courage to move into this, we will become more fully alive man. Um, Mark, we like to wrap up with each guest with a couple questions. Uh, the first question is, what are you reading lately? Uh, right now is uh, Embracing
0: the Journey. Huh. Uh, it is of uh, friends of ours that uh, have a ministry for Christians who find out that their son or daughter are part of the LGBT community.
1: Embracing the Journey. You recommend it? Good oh, book.
0: Oh, I absolutely positively recommend it. Embracing the Journey. That's wow. awesome.
1: Second, uh, when you're 20, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Open up. Don't,
0: don't, uh, uh, people actually love you more, not
1: less when you're willing to be open.
2: Oh man. That's so huge.
1: That is huge. And so opposite what the world's telling us. That's Third right. thing, if you were going to spend a hundred dollars irresponsibly on yourself right now, what would you buy? Oh, it's that one's that. Th- a sous vide. Okay guys, I'm telling <laughs> you. Back to cooking sous-vide. again, a sous vide,
2: right? What the heck is that? I
1: bought one for my wife. We haven't used it yet. Oh, I have there's no clue what Is to that do. there's a pressure, pressure cooker thing? No, it's just a little
0: thing you stick in water and you 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 seal up whatever oh, food yes, you yes, want yes. into it I and you drop it in this. and it keeps it at a perfect temperature and there's so many things you're going to do with that. <laughs> I'm making a brisket next week. We're smoking it for 4 hours and then putting it in the sous vide for 72 hours, 3 days. It's 72 hours. 72 hours and when I pull out that's going to be so juicy and yummy, it'll I'm be the over. best brisket that's you've ever had.
1: All right guys, this was amazing. <laughs> uh I have uh if you want to learn more go to 70times770x7.org. Connect with Mark Goodman. He is an amazing man and an amazing Uh, lay leader here at our church, and we are thankful for you and your passion and your example to me and to a lot of us. Mark, you're awesome. Guys, we're going to leave you with a couple minutes with our friend John Woodall, where he just provides a couple minutes of wisdom from his years in ministry and in life. We hope you enjoy it. This is a section we like to call Wisdom from the Woods.
3: Normally speaking on a podcast, uh, people encourage us not to give a date, like when something's being recorded. But I want to tell you that today is April the 10th, 2019. Today is the three year anniversary of when my one year old grandson fell into a pool and drowned. So I've been thinking a lot about the last three years. It was the most horrific thing that my family and I have ever experienced. And somebody asked me on these reflections, what are some of the things that we've learned over these last three years since Courage is Death? Here's a couple ideas. In this world, you and I will have trouble and sorrow and affliction. We can't get away from it. It's part of being human. Uh, It's part of living in this fallen, crazy world. No one is exempt from suffering. And you might be in the middle of it. You might be coming out of it. You might be getting ready to go back in it. But something else we've learned in these years is we're all tempted to turn to things that will numb the pain. I don't mind telling you that some of the days and nights of the last few years have been the hardest of my life, and we're tempted to go in all kinds of people, places, and things to try to numb the pain. But I want to tell you three years later that the greatest place to turn, in my opinion, is to God and His Word. I have found that the more that I've hungered and I've thirst for God and His Word, this has been the thing that has brought perspective. This is the thing that's brought comfort. This is what's brought help. This is what's brought healing. Needless to say, through the last three years, we've, I've had a few good men to help me process. I have found a really wise, godly, biblical counselor to help process the loss and the grief and the last thing for you to consider is give yourself some time, give yourself some space and give yourself some grace to heal one of my counselors said that sometimes it takes three to five years to get over tragic loss and here I am today three years later and all of that is true, think about that
1: Guys, thanks for tuning in. Mark Goodman, thank you for joining us. Like this, subscribe it, send it to a friend. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Until next time, have a good one. See you guys.